Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. Flyers Daily for Monday, March 14th. Uh, Flyers fall last night to the Montreal Canadiens. I've been watching this game for a long time, since I was four years old, been involved in this sport in some way, shape, or form. So almost 46 years. I'll be 50 at the end of the month. And I don't know that I've ever seen a team find more ways and different ways to not win a game, to lose a game. And in a season that's been incredibly frustrating and incredibly disappointing, and for a litany of different reasons, none of which we need to go into in this podcast, because I don't want to talk about injuries. I don't want to talk about COVID. But the different ways that they've lost games, I mean, just over the past couple of weeks, I'll just go back to even February 9th and February 12th, the back-to-back, home-and-home with the Detroit Red Wings, a 6-3 loss and then a 4-2 loss. And then the game in Pittsburgh that they end up losing where they have a two-goal lead going into the third, 4-2. They end up losing that game 5-4 when Chris Letang scores in overtime. Or the Carolina game on February 21st that they lost 4-3 in overtime. Now, you're going to have defeats against teams like Pittsburgh and Carolina in a long regular season, and sometimes the team's going to come back. But it's not about one game. It's not about two games. It's about way too many games that they lost. And we haven't even dipped our toe in the water of that Washington Capitals loss, the 5-3 loss, back on February 17th where they have a lead late in that game. And then Garnet Hathaway, of all people, scores two goals, and they end up losing that game against the Washington Capitals 5-3. to three. That was inside five minutes left in the game. The Minnesota game, they end up losing, where they had a lead late in the third period. And then the game last night, they end up losing the game 4-3 to three in overtime. They have the lead in the third period. They grab a 3-2 lead in the game. They're in position to win once again over a team that, when you look at them collectively on the season, Montreal, they are the worst team in the NHL. They had eight wins until a couple weeks ago. They made the coaching change. Marty St. Louis come in, and coming into the game last night, they were 7-2-1. They're playing better hockey. They were, I think, plus 12 in goal differential in this uh, stretch of 10 games. And they come in last night, and I don't care that they're playing better of late. They're still a bad team. And I know the Flyers have not been a good team either. So it's not like, you know, Montreal's looking at at the Flyers like an opportunity as well. And to lose this game in the... So to lose this game in the fashion they did is incredibly just deflating, frustrating. Frankly, it just makes you angry. I mean, they grabbed the lead seven minutes into the game when Kevin Hayes scores on a great three-man tic-tac-toe passing play. JVR on the right side, cross-ice pass to a streaking Travis Sanheim, and then he crossed the net mouth right to Kevin Hayes, who puts it in. Okay, up one nothing. First period ends that way. Second period, it's the Canadians on the power play. Nick Suzuki gets the power play goal. One here that Carter Hart just didn't seem to get a good read on and kind of overshot his blocker. And the puck goes between his arm, blocker arm, and his body. And I think I've talked about this 
on here before, but the notion in goaltending is nothing through me. And he kind of opens that hole by overshooting the blocker. He did have a Canadians player kind of cut across his field of vision just prior. So maybe that uh, impacted his read on the release. But nonetheless, Canadians tie it at one. Then at 7-11 of the second period, Claude Giroux ties it. Real good shift and cycle down low. Konechny ends up getting it to Morgan Frost, who spots Giroux in front. He is able to get by uh, Montembeau, a sprawling out goaltender, tucks it home his 900th career point in his 999th career game. And then Nick Suzuki ties it at 8.18, a minute seven later. He gets the goal. Rasmus Ristolainen a little too aggressive here and overshoots Suzuki, who's a slick player, and kind of takes himself out of position and off balance. Canadians got players going to the net. Suzuki comes in, ends up potting the goal. 2-2 after two periods of play. Then into the third period we go. Cam Atkinson picks up a goal at 241. Uh, good play uh, by Atkinson, gets the goal. Flyers have the lead. And then at 19-17, at the 19-minute mark, Farabee is checked. I guess it was an interference call, and he's injured on the play, but he did come back in the game. But at 19, they go on the power play, the Flyers on the power play, with a one-goal lead. But when that happens, at 19-17, the, Canadian, the Flyers turn over the puck in the offensive zone, Canadians beat them up the ice, and you're going to hear Mike Yo talk about this in a second. And then they win a battle in the flyer zone, and there's no coverage in front of the net. Now, on the play, on the rush play back into the flyer zone, Rasmus Ristolainen slides, does the full length of his body slide to null the pass, and does it. I think that's a, a smart play. I'm not a big fan of defensemen leaving their feet because it can take them out of the play. But in this case, he judged it right. He blocked the pass. Travis Sandheim picks it up, has a chance to corral that puck, is unable to do so. Sherratt's right on him, and he loses the puck. And then there's two players, Rem, Rem Pitlick and I think it's Suzuki, in front of Hart and nobody else there. Ristolainen's down below the goal line. Sandheim's on the right side. Claude Giroux moves to that side of the ice to support the D-man as a center. He's supposed to do that. Cam Atkinson is taking the high point man, and Derek Broussard is in the middle. But Broussard just misses it, doesn't pick him up. And it's an easy goal to tie the game, a shorthanded goal to tie the game when you have a one-goal lead. It Again, this is confounding that this happened against the Montreal Canadiens. So they tie the game. Go to overtime. Flyers have another 60 seconds on the power play, four on three. Get a couple chances, and Montalbal makes a, a good save in there as well. But then a whistle happens. It goes to three on three. Flyers are in their D zone. They win a draw, and they have an easy out. Now, three on three overtime is all about possession. You can just skate the puck out. There's no urgency at that point to rush up the ice, given the situation that they were in. Morgan Frost had it. He's coming up the left wall. He goes to get it to Farabee. It hits off Farabee's skate. Now the puck's loose. Canadians win the battle for the puck. Cole Caulfield jumps off the bench. He's on the right side of the ice as he's coming toward the flyer net. Provorov's unable to get over and challenge that shot. He rips one by heart. Game over. It's insanely frustrating. It turns into a two-on-one down low. And Cole Caulfield just absolutely wires it. It's what he can do. He can score. He's a great shooter, great scorer. Done it at every level, and he does it here to the Flyers, picks up his ninth goal of the season. But again, three on three, 
is about possession. There's no reason to rush up the ice. When you have possession, you can move up the ice a little bit and then recoil. Get your three players in order to attack. We see teams pull it out of the offensive zone all the time to kind of get reorganized and re-rush as a three-on-three. And again, these plays, they just keep happening. And it's incredibly frustrating. It's incredibly... I, I just don't know if this is rock bottom. We've talked about rock bottom this season. Then we find out rock bottom had a basement. Then we find out rock bottom's basement has another basement. Where is the bottom? This is unbelievable. On the postgame show, I talked about it. This team is almost like the Megadeth song, 99 Ways to Die, 99 Ways to Lose. They're finding different ways. Mental mistakes, a key parts in the game. And it's not like it's just young players or guys that are overwhelmed at the NHL level. Mike Yo was incredibly frustrated after the game. So I want you to hear from the head coach, the interim head coach after the game. Here's what he had to say. We know he was really frustrated after the wild game last week, really called out his team, talked about having uncomfortable conversations. He was 10 times, 100 times angrier after this loss against the Montreal Canadiens. Here's Mike Yo. Play that, that tied it with the 42 seconds. Yeah. When we're, when we're on the power play. Obviously, uh, <clears throat> you guys saw it, I'm sure. First off, we get beat up the ice. Uh, we got two D-men that are in the corner, and uh, and I think that our mindset is more, let's get on the move, and, and we're obviously not protecting that area. Did somebody fall down? It looked like somebody was... Well, Risto, well, first off, they get a pretty darn good look off the hop, so Risto has to go a long body or slide to deny that play, so he ends up in the corner. Um, I think that we still have a chance maybe to be first on the puck, but we end up losing it. But um, instead of coming into the house and stopping, we, we are playing on the move. Mike, obviously, you know, these questions keep coming about the team not yeah. being able to come through late in games. But have you ever seen anything like this this amount of times? I haven't. And I also haven't seen, you know, the reluctance to, I mean, we spent a long time this morning talking about, Showing a team like Florida, showing a team like Carolina, um, you know, it's uh, the things that you do to win games. And still, before that that moment in the game, I'm sure you guys probably agree, it's not like we all felt real good about our game, uh, even when we have the lead. Um, so, again, we're going to have to... We're going to have to keep finding ways to get players to understand that you can play the way you want to play or you can play winning hockey. And, uh, you know, again, I think that there was things that you can look at. Our defensive game is getting better and blah, blah, blah. That's nice. That's what you have to do. That's what you're supposed to do. And there's a way to play with the puck where you're not turning it over and giving free ice and giving freebies to a team that, uh, you know, obviously has skill. We, uh, we still refuse to do that. Mike, you said that a, a few times now, keep finding ways to play winning hockey. I guess how many more ways can you try to drive home the same message over and over again? Just keep finding ways. Again, take ice time away, put guys on the fourth line, scratch guys if we have to. I don't know. I don't even know if we have enough to call guys up. And as veteran players, we're going to have to do it too. too. And, uh, you know, got to get the job done. The anger that Mike Yo showed there, is authentic and justified. He said 
and you heard it there in that press conference, quote, we're going to have to keep finding ways to get players to understand that you can play the way you want to play or you can play winning hockey. Again, I think there are there were things you can look at. Our defensive game is getting better and blah, blah, blah. That's nice. That's what you have to do. That's what you're supposed to do. And there's a way to play with the puck where you're not turning it over and giving free ice and giving freebies to a team that has skill. We still refuse to do that. I mean, that's, that is a perfect analysis. You know, playing defensive hockey and good structural hockey shouldn't be something that you applaud. You don't need to applaud that. That's a given. If you want to be a winning team, you have to do that. You don't get a pat on the back for doing what you have to do. No, sir. Those things are non-negotiable. But for some reason, those things keep falling through the cracks. Mike Yo also talked about saying the next step with this team is that guys could get moved down to the fourth line, get demoted in the lineup, scratching for players, moving them down to the fourth line, or scratching them. And he said, it's for vets as well as young players. And he said the lead never felt comfortable. It didn't. It was a sloppy game. Yeah, it was three games in four days for the Flyers, three and five days for Montreal. They both played yesterday. But, I mean, I don't know what or who's going to be scratched come Thursday or how this is going to play out. I mean, some of the guys that may be scratched are guys you're trying to move at the deadline. That's not really the, the greatest endorsement when you're trying to get a return on a player to scratch them at the deadline. And we obviously know we're not talking about Claude Drew. His line with Morgan Frost and Travis Konechny was really the only consistent line in the game. And in the third period, I was sitting in the press box talking to the guy next to me. I said, they're going to get scored on here any minute. Because the only time that they're not defending is when that line's on the ice. They were on their heels every other line, every deep pairing. And eventually, obviously the way it played out, like we just talked about, shorthanded, they get scored on. You know, the shame of it, too, is that Morgan Frost actually had a really good game. He played well on the wing with Giroux and Travis Konechny. He was creative, had a real nice pass, and set up for Claude Giroux to get that, that goal that, that gave the Flyers the lead. But when you lose a game like this, none of that matters. You can't look at that as an element of positivity in an otherwise negative night. Uh, you know, at this point... Mike Yo looks like he's had it, and it's not about people's feelings. You either do things the right way, you either do the things it takes to play winning hockey, or you don't win. And if you don't, it sounds to me like you're either going to find yourself playing a role you don't want to play, or you're going to find yourself out of the lineup. This has gone on too long. This is too many times. Too many times this season. And I give Mike Yo all the credit in the world because not a lot of coaches would have did what he did. And I'm sure that before he went to that podium for his press conference, what he had to say to the team in the room before he went out there, I'm sure he tore into them. And they earned it. They earned that getting torn into. Look, nobody wants to lose. Everybody wants to win. 
Whatever you do, whether that's in sports or anything, you want to win. But are you willing to do what it takes to win? And I'll go back to what Mike Yo said, where he said, you can play the way you want to play or you can play winning hockey. Where it's about the result and the collective. It's not about your individual preference on what you want to do. And this lesson has to be taught this season. And it maybe have to be taught with guys not being here, guys healthy scratched, guys moved down in the lineup. But this has to be fully culminated to a head because this, this element has to go bye-bye. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this edition of Flyers Daily. We'll crank it up again tomorrow and uh, see if this team can learn from these kind of mistakes. They haven't yet this year. I know you're frustrated. I'm frustrated. I know players are frustrated. But coaching staff, management, everybody's frustrated. Got to get this right. Thanks for listening. The more of you that I inspect, the more of me I see reflect. The more I try to read your lips, the more the master.